Welcome to the Find Your Five podcast. I'm your host, Jess Norbury, and I'm a professional model and lifestyle YouTuber. This podcast is designed for you guys and gals out there who need that extra push of motivation in all things health, fitness, modeling, social media, relationships, but most importantly, I'm here to help you find your fire. Hello everyone, what is up? Welcome back to the Find Your Fire podcast. I hope you're having an awesome day, night, weekend, whatever you're doing, wherever you're listening. I hope you're having a good time and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, It is just going to be like a little sit down sort of chit chat um, about social media, brand deals and everything like that. I did jump on my Instagram stories to ask you guys to send in any questions you had, anything that was a little unclear that you wanted to know more about or advice. Um, So thank you to anyone who sent through a question. I'm going to try and answer as much as I can. But yeah, it's just me in this episode today. So hopefully next week I'll have another guest on with some really cool information for you. But yeah, it's just me this week. I hope that's okay. But yeah, I thought we should just start by getting into the weekly recap. As I've said so many times, I feel like all of the weeks have just blended into one at this point. I cannot tell you if I did something this week or two weeks ago, I have no no idea. But I think this week has been pretty standard. Like I have been doing like my normal work, editing, filming, everything like that. Um, oh, I also did a huge wardrobe clean today. Uh, today. <laughs> this week I also did a wardrobe clean this week which was really good and popped some clothing items on Depop which has been something different I've never really done the Depop thing before but it's actually so good just like some lovely girls all over Australia who want to buy the things that I don't wear anymore so it's really good if you follow my Instagram stories you would know that I got some sort of like rash or reaction um, just next to my nose, like above my mouth, this like random red rash. Um, And I had it for a few weeks and I was like, what the heck is going on? So I asked you guys to send in any like recommendations or like what you think it could be before I go in, which honestly, I should have probably gone to see my GP before I asked on social media, but oh well, (laughs) because ultimately you guys really, really helped me out and helped me make my decision on what I should get. And um, I went into the pharmacy and I ended up getting like a nappy rash cream, like literally just this. I think it's called like pseudocreme or something. Anyway, my little sister had it literally when she was a baby for like nappy rash. Um, and I think it was just like a weather thing because it is a little bit colder and it's like a bit moist in Sydney. <laughs> moist, don't you love it? And so they, yeah, just said to apply it like twice a day and I did and it's pretty much gone. So to everyone saying, oh my gosh, it's like peril dermatitis. Girl, I don't think so. I think it was just like an itchy rash on my face. <laughs> Thank goodness for nappy rash because that saved my life this week. What a steal. I love it. I'm still going to apply it until it like completely goes but yeah, fun, fun times for me. <laughs> Hashtag rash girl. Love it. So I feel like we should kind of get into the topic because that's what you're all here to hear about. And I kind of wanted to talk about the term influencer because I feel like that gets thrown around so much with such a negative connotation attached to it. Anyone who hears the term like influencer or says like, oh, I'm an influencer, whatever. There's like this sudden like eye roll or like, ugh, like you're an influencer sort of thing. And I kind of wanted to break down maybe like 
why that is and why it should be just like a normal thing, like a normal word that can be used, you know, in like every sort of aspect. Because quite honestly, it is a good description of, you know, a lot of people who do work in the social media sort of space, because ultimately they are influencing a bunch of people's lives, whether it's in uh, fashion, whether it's in fitness, whether it's in beauty, like anything that is specific to that person, I'm sure they're influencing a bunch of people within that space. Same things too in everyday life. Say you work a normal nine to five job or like you just go about your daily life. There's always going to be some way that you have influence over someone's decisions, over someone's life, whether it be through your own recommendations or yeah, anything like that. And I'm just so confused why it has such a negative aspect attached to it. If I'm being honest, it'd probably be from influencers who have grown their following and then just used it to get money and get paid and things like that, which honestly isn't probably the best idea. I want to know what you guys think. Like when you hear the term influencer, like what goes through your head? Does it go through your head as like, oh, an amazing, like inspiring person that you follow online? Or is it someone who just promote stuff on Instagram. Yeah, maybe next time you hear the word influencer, maybe just try and think of it with like a positive mindset. To be honest, I've never really called myself an influencer because I would just say like, oh, I'm a model and a YouTuber. But I guess in a way, like I do have some sort of influence in people's lives because I do put myself out there. But yeah, I just think it's a really funny topic and not many people really talk about it. Honestly, the only person I've really heard talk about like brand deals and influencers and la 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 is Brittany Lee Saunders. I don't know if you guys follow her, but she's an absolute legend. She has a podcast called A Whole Lot of BS. Highly recommend checking it out if you just want a laugh or some just some real tea. She's amazing and she's quite a big influencer in the sense like she has quite a big following. She's been doing it for like six or seven years and she made a whole podcast episode about brand deals and everything. So that's what kind of like sparked my interest in, oh, maybe I should do something like this as well because it's a topic that no one talks about and I think it definitely should be talked about more. So I'm just here to spread that conversation that little bit further. I encourage everyone to do so as well, because honestly, it's it's a job. Everyone has to work. Everyone has a job. But um, the term influencer, people just kind of like turn their heads away and like shake their heads and be like, that's not a real job. And if you're one of the people who maybe says like being an influencer isn't a real job, maybe hopefully this episode enlightens you a little bit. We do work really, really hard, especially in editing and well, for me personally, like on YouTube and editing and everything. It's not just as simple as taking a picky and posting it. There's a lot more to it and a lot more business side to it than you would probably think. So yeah, just keep that in mind. But I think we'll get into the questions now. These are the questions that mainly came up a lot. So I'm just going to cover those. But the first question that came through was, do you ever reach out to brands you'd like to work with? Or do you just kind of like wait for them to contact you? Yes, 100%. If you have like a bit of a following going and you're like, oh, like I really love the look of this brand and I really want to work with them and promote them or whatever or try their products a hundred percent reach out to them because if you genuinely love a brand so much like that you've already purchased their products or like for example me with naked harvest supplements I've been buying their products for so long to the point where like I've reached out and I've like asked for a discount code to like share with you guys because I talk about it that bloody much but I still pay for those 
products, you know, because I want to support a business like that. But say, yeah, there's an activewear brand or a fashion brand or a fitness brand that you want to reach out to that maybe like they are a big brand, but you know what? There's no harm in in trying. The worst that'll happen is they'll say like, thanks so much for your support. But um, at the moment, we're not looking for anyone else to, to promote. And that's totally fine. You can't take that personally because a lot of brands are quite selective with who they work with. You can still purchase the products and still talk about the products. That's the good thing about this industry is that there's, you don't have to get a free product to be able to talk about it. But yeah, all in all, there is a lot of brands who I have reached out to. Either I've purchased their products in the past and I'm like, hey, I absolutely love it. Oh, a good example would be um, Bang & Body. You guys probably can talk about it so much. But I bought it in, I think, September last year. You guys might not even remember. I don't know. Uh, there was a video I did where I was like testing popular Instagram products and Bang & Body was one of them. So I bought it. And I fell in love. It is the best firming lotion I've ever used in my entire life. It's so good. I use it every day of my life to the point where they kind of recognized me because I'd purchased it and they saw me like tagging them in stories and yada yada. And now we work together on a monthly basis, which is just like so, so, so good because it's honestly such an organic collaboration because I use it every night anyway. Yeah, there's definitely some positives in reaching out to brands who you genuinely love and you genuinely want to work with. But I would actually say 90% of the collaborations that come through, like I've heard about the brand, but I haven't like gone ahead and bought the products just yet. And they contact me and I'm like, oh, that's actually so sick. I would love to have that in my life. If you want to work with a brand and you know that you like their products already, or you think it'll be really beneficial in your life, go for it. Another question that kept on popping up, I would make this like a two-part question, was how do I grow my Instagram and how do I get brand deals? I think, okay, if you're going into this social media world, you can't go in it with a mindset of, I want to just get followers and I want to get free products or I want to like get paid to do this because I feel like if you go in with that mindset, you're going to be pretty disappointed because it doesn't happen overnight for most of us. <laughs> Some people are quite lucky, but for most of us, it takes years and years and years of posting, of free work, of free editing. I've been doing this for literally longer than I can ever remember. I started making YouTube videos when I was 12. So like I obviously those videos are not on YouTube anymore, but I have always had this love and passion for social media and creating and making YouTube videos. I just loved it. But not once did I go into it being like, yep, I just want it so it can be my job. It was just like a hobby. So if you have it in the mindset that, oh, this could be a great hobby, 100%, I feel like that's the right lane to be in. Because if you go in thinking it's going to be like all or nothing, you, I just feel like you might be a little bit disappointed when it doesn't grow as quickly as you'd hope or you don't get as many brand deals as as you hope, if that makes sense. But don't get me wrong, some people 100% have been lucky enough to get to where they want to be within a matter of like a weeks or months and it just blows up for them, which is so, so, so good. But more often than not, it does take years to build and grow like I am still considered quite like small in the social media space because I don't have like a crazy number or anything. Um, and I think that's something that's really important to remember is that you don't need a certain amount of followers or subscribers to make it a job. You can make it a job if 
you honestly put your mind to it and you're smart about it because I, yeah, as I said, I honestly don't have the biggest like following. Honestly, like I don't. I think when it comes to growing your Instagram, just try not to get caught up in posting in what you think people want to see because I definitely went down that path. I saw, I thought people only wanted to see like when I went hiking, when I wore activewear, you know, that sort of thing. But people want to see real stuff, you know, and that's the sweet spot. People want to see something they can relate to. Um, people want to relate to your captions. If you can find an audience who, yeah, genuinely relates to your captions, to your photos, to your content, that's going to be a really good way to connect. And also, I know it sounds so lame and you probably hear it all the time, but you've just got to be yourself. Definitely starting out, I was like, oh, like if I want to do this, I have to like do this sort of post because that person did really well doing that. And I'm like, no, I have to be purely just Jess Norbury and that's how it's going to go ahead, you know? I feel like that for me, especially like within the last year or two has really made my account and my channel grow is when I'm just authentically myself and I'm open and I'm honest about what's going on in my life and showing you the real stuff because that adds value to people's life and it's relatable and it's realistic. Yeah, and people feel like they're more connected to you when you do show the real stuff on social media. And I do think that's important. Like, yes, you can have a really lovely photo of you, like all dressed up, ready to go out. But then also I'm going to post a photo in my pajamas because that's what I wore all day. I love following people who share all the ups and all the downs because it makes them more human-like rather than, I guess, like some celebrities maybe only show the highs. If you can make your platform as organic and as natural as you possibly can, I feel like that will be the great indicator into growing your audience and for brands like reaching out to you and actually noticing you because they'll be like, I love how authentic and organic she is. Sorry, Geordie's calling me one second. But yeah, I think that's ultimately what is going to help you grow your Instagram if that's what you want to do and um, yeah maybe some brands will notice you along the way and be like oh I love how organic she is so that's probably the best way to go. The next question was how many followers or subscribers do you need before reaching out to brands? I kind of like I guess I covered this a little bit before but I can go a little bit more into detail. So when I was studying marketing, the term we use for like smaller accounts is called a micro-influencer. And a micro-influencer is someone that has between, literally between like 1,000 and 5,000 uh, followers or subscribers. This can be a really powerful tool for marketing. If you are a small brand or even a big brand that wants to connect with an engaged, small, I guess, tight-knit sort of audience. This is a really good way to go without going over your budget or anything. So I would recommend if you have like a small brand going on, then definitely reach out to some like local influencers who have maybe between one and 5,000 uh, followers because this way they might not even have like rates yet. They would just like receive a product and maybe post about it or share some stories about it. And I think this is a really good way to also get into this sort of industry is by doing some like product for post or 
um, contra collaborations where you receive some PR and you share your opinions on it. And seriously, you've got to be honest also if you don't like a product too, because there's been a lot of times where I like received something in the PR and they're like, hey, we'd love you to share about it, la la. And I'm like, look, it's probably not the best for me because it didn't quite work as well as maybe um, some of the other reviews say it would. So it's just not something I really want to post about because it wasn't the best for me, if that makes sense. Coming back to the question, do followers and subscribers blah, 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 before you reach out to brands, engagement is the key. So it doesn't really matter if you have 4,000 Instagram followers, but you have such a connected audience who loves what you do, who's always commenting, who's always watching your stories, liking your photos, responding to your stories, and actually like being invested in the content that you make. That is so much more powerful than someone maybe who has a huge following but doesn't get nearly as much engagement because that brand can target your audience has a very niche audience because it is a little bit smaller. If your engagement is really good and you have good statistics and you've got the target audience that they're after and everything like that, the engagement is honestly such an important factor. Like for example, when I have a product come out, I would 100% reach for someone who has a more engaged audience and less followers than someone who has more who doesn't really have like a connection with the people that follow them and the people who are influenced by them. I'd rather reach out to people who are so open and so honest and have a really good community behind them who support what they do and are really interested in their life. Next question. Ooh, (laughs) do you get paid for posting everything or do you just get free products? Um, a bit of both. So because this is my job, I do make sure I do like stand up for myself and I understand that like I I do have like rent to pay and everything like that. So I'm making sure I am still making money through like ad integrations on YouTube or stories or posts or doing modeling jobs or content creation jobs, freelance jobs, la la la. Um, But I also do receive PR with no requirements, like no post requirements whatsoever. So something will show up to my PR box from a company that I haven't even heard of before. And they just send it and be like, hey, if you love it, you can share it, which I think is really nice. It's just nice to receive something with no expectations or no requirements or someone just does it out of the pure of their heart and they would like you to try it out. And if it works for you, you can share it but there's no obligation to if you don't like it. It's so genuine and it's so nice and I feel like that's a great way to build up um, some good influencer relationships. If you are coming from a brand point of view, I would highly recommend maybe doing some PR packages and sending it out to the people who really resonate with your brand message. So for me, I do get a lot of like fitness things, maybe some clothing, skincare products, lots of skincare products. But yeah, I honestly, I appreciate it so much. I think it's so, so lovely. And someone's asked, do they force you to say things that aren't true? Okay, if someone's forcing you to say things that are false, that's like the biggest red flag ever. Um, Maybe they meant to ask, like to say things that maybe you don't believe are true or like didn't work for you. Again, that's another red flag. Never commit to a collaboration. I I would say if you're doing a collaboration that requires like some sort of transformation, whether it be like, like hair removal, like the IPL at home laser thing that I tried, I, I did a post for. 
I made sure I tried it for a month before I even posted about it. I said to them like before going into it, I was like, hey, just so you know, I need to try everything out before I post about it because if it doesn't work, I'm not gonna share it. That's so stupid. But you need to make sure the product actually works. So I'd say before you absolutely commit to something that you know has to have like big sort of like transformation or an impact on your skin, on your health, on your body or tanning, I don't know, anything like that, you need to actually try it out make sure it works make sure you're happy with it and then email them back and be like hey happy to go ahead with this yada yada so if they're forcing you to say maybe things that seem a bit too scripted as well I think that's a big red flag for me because I love just talking what I think (laughs) for example an ad integration on YouTube I would have tried that product many times before I actually go and film that part and upload it and share it. But also if someone sends me like a script and be like, follow this word for word, I'd be like, um, no, (laughs) that would be so obvious. And I feel like you guys could see straight through that if it was just a script. Yes, they may have some talking points, be like, yeah, mention it's Australian made, cruelty-free, vegan, blah, 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 which is totally fine. I feel like those are very relevant. But if you're sending like through a full script, I feel like that's a little too much. If someone's forcing you to say things that aren't true or aren't true to you, abort the collaboration, it's not worth it. Because ultimately you're putting out a product to people who genuinely support you and want to try the things that you try. You don't want to do it for them. You don't want to put them in the position where they start questioning whether you are authentic or not. And I think the last question I'm going to answer is, um, oh, do you use any apps or website that link you to brands? I know there are so many out there. There's an app, I think it's called like Vamp and there's Tribe and I have jumped on it before, but I think you need like a minimum of three or 5,000 followers or something. I don't know. But um, I don't really know about those apps because it's mainly like contra collaborations and also they get you to go out and buy the product and then make the content before submitting it and then they choose if they want you or not. So you're putting in so much work for a maybe no. I don't think they really worked for me at all, but there is a website that I like for modeling and I know they have a lot of social media influencer sort of jobs on there if you're looking for something, even if it's just like a contra collaboration. It's called The Right Fit. So they'll have people maybe posting, hey, like looking for a micro influencer to promote our new skincare brand. I pretty much use the right fit for modeling jobs because I am a freelance. I don't have a management behind me. I'm just good old me over here getting my modeling job. So I'll apply for like e-commerce shoots and things like that. And that's how I got most of my e-commerce jobs that I do pre-isolation weekly. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this chat and maybe you learned something or found it useful. I might do a part two in the future. I'm just not sure what sort of questions you want me to answer. So If you have any more questions that maybe you would like me to talk about, just message me on Instagram and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, you can give me a five-star review, please. That'd be so good. Follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. My Instagram is at Jessie Norbs and Jessie Norbury on YouTube. And I think that's about it. But have a good week, guys, and I will chat to you very, very soon. Oh, 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 oh,